At this point in our gathering online, we're going to open God's Word and we're going to study it together. So let's turn together. If you have a Bible, if not, go and get one or go onto your phone and go online and, and find John chapter 14, Gospel of John chapter 14 and verse 27. Verse 27. We're going to read this, then we'll pray, and then we'll look at what it says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Let's pray together. Father, as we open your word now, we pray that you would comfort us and challenge us by it, that we would seek after this peace which you talk about. Lord, may you uh, go with us now as we study this verse together, and as we think about what all that's going on around us, may this uh, be a time where we will experience the peace of the Holy Spirit and we will be comforted by you in these very uncertain moments in our lives. So Lord, bless us now, we pray, as we look at this together. In Jesus' name, amen. Pandemic, panic, rationing, recession, infection, isolation. These are just some of the headline words we're now so used to hearing since the coronavirus hit the UK. And with these words and the realities, I believe the overriding emotion within many people is fear. Right now, people are fearful and anxious about the future, and rightly so. They are anxious about their family, especially the vulnerable, their jobs, their finances. Tomorrow is uncertain, let alone next week, next month and beyond. And today, we felt this was a great opportunity to speak into this circumstance, these fears. To speak into the life of our church and to bring a biblical perspective as we all navigate, both physically and spiritually, this unprecedented season in our world. So I want to begin by reminding us of something. I want to remind the church this morning this, those who love Christ... We are a people of peace. We're a people of peace. Let me ask you a question. What comes to mind when you think of peace? You know, maybe for you, peace is just an idea. That no one ever experiences real peace. Maybe you think of peace as an ideal. That in an ideal world, we would experience great peace. Well, let me ask you another question then. What do you think of Jesus? What do you think of Jesus? Maybe for you he's a mythological character that never existed. Maybe you believe he did exist, yet his existence has no bearing on your life. Maybe he's the Sunday school character, you know, the one who walked on the water. Maybe he is these things to you, but your thoughts of him go no further than this. Well, what if I were to tell you today that peace isn't an idea or an ideal? 
but peace as a person. See, 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, it was promised that a son would be born and that his name would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, these names given to Jesus weren't any ordinary names like you and I have. The names given to him all those years before were to tell us what Jesus was going to be and what he was going to establish. See, here's the reality for all of us today. You can know Jesus. You can know the stories of Jesus. You can recite the words of Jesus. Yet peace is not operational in your life. So the question that begs at this moment is this. How can I, how can you have peace operational in your life? See, right now, in the midst of the most unpeaceful time in generations, you do ask the question, how can I have peace in the pandemic? But before I answer that, you must know this. Peace is a gift of God. Let's read together again. Let's look again at verse 27. Verse 27 says this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. So peace is a gift of God. But who establishes such peace? Well, look at verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance, all that I have said to you. And so, in verse 26, for all of those who love and know and trust and treasure Christ, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Or as it says here, the helper. And this helper will establish peace in your life. If we know the forgiveness of God, he's already established peace between him and us. But continually, by his spirit, by the helper, he is establishing peace in our lives by giving us the power to deal with the difficulties and the problems of life. It doesn't take them away, but he gives us a resource to deal with them. See, the world, this land, our community is desperately looking for peace. And I can't quite get my head around this, but it thinks that if it has enough toilet rolls enough hand sanitizer, enough supplies, and it locks itself away, that maybe it'll have peace. I have some breaking news. No matter how hard you try to stay safe and find security, and as hard as it is to try and find peace from this virus, right? whether you dodge it or not, there is an infection that has been around a whole lot longer and it has a 100% mortality rate and it's called S-I-N, it's called sin. See, our first parents, Adam and Eve, had all they ever needed, yet they wanted more, more knowledge, more wisdom, more power, more peace, and they took of the fruit. And from that very day, an infection was established for all those who would be born after. But as much as we talk of an infection with a 100% mortality rate, we also know the person with its vaccine, its antidote, and his name 
is Jesus. His death on the cross took away the sins of many today. The vaccine is on offer for you. For your sin, if you would thank Christ for his death, which takes away the sins of this world. Well, let's move on. Not only are those who trust in Christ are people of peace, but our hope is out of this world. Our hope is out of this world. See, with peace comes hope. And the opposite to hope is fear. And right now, we could say that we are a fearful people. Fearful about the future, and rightly so. Fearful about our health, our family, our careers, our finances. Tomorrow is uncertain. Well, now, fear, let me say this, is not always a sin. But it is an opportunity for us to respond in either the spirit of fear or the spirit of God. You see, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says this. God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. But yet we are tempted each day as we watch the pandemic unfold further to allow ourselves to become overwhelmed by the spirit of fear. You see, this spirit of fear is not of God. How do I know this? Because if it was, he would have given it to us. Instead, by his spirit, not only has he established peace, but power, love and self-control. That's what he says. Jesus says here that he has not given us as the world gives. That's what it says here. Well, what does the world give us? Right now, what does it give us? Well, I think fear is the answer to that question. And what does Christ give us? Well, hope and peace. And there is nothing in this world that can stand against the gifts of God in Christ. Nothing measures up. No, no safety, no security, no supplies this world has on offer can ever come close to the gifts which we have been given in Jesus. But this is why I say our hope is out of this world. See, for those who are in Christ can say this with Paul. This is what the Apostle Paul says. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await the Saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. You see, we can shout with the Apostle Paul, to live is Christ. And to die, it's gain. See, by God's grace, he has called us to be fully devoted followers of Christ on earth, here where we live. But there is nothing that ties us here. Our treasure has not been stored up here. That's a reality for you. And therefore, our eyes are lifted above this place and this pandemic to a much more glorious place where there will be no pandemic but endless praise. See, when we reach heaven's shores, we will know for certain it's gain. Well, the question is, how is 
death gain. For the one who treasures Christ more than anything else will not only experience the removal of fear and anxiety, pain and sickness, but will experience the new and wonderful reality of the eternal presence of God. See, we will worship Jesus forever. And so thirdly, what I want to encourage you with is this. Our hearts are not troubled or afraid. See, the peace and the hope that we have seen already are the remedy to a troubled and afraid heart. It says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That's what verse 27 says. See, our helper, the Holy Spirit, who lives and works in the redeemed, is just like Jesus. He comes alongside us, exhorts us, he picks us up, dusts us off, and gets us going again. I don't know what sort of childhood you had, but for many of us, when we were scared, or when we were maybe crossing a busy section of the road, we would have run to the side of Dad and held his hand as he led us safely across. Well, so it is with the Spirit of God, the Helper. So it makes perfect sense for our Lord Jesus to say in verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. The same peace the Lord Jesus had is now established in the life of the Christian. Just think about that for a moment. Well, how can I have peace in the pandemic? Well, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make straight your path. He will establish peace in your life. Church, today of all days, may this be a reminder for us that he has established in us a spirit of peace. And because of that, we are right now a distinctive people. You might fear, but you don't fear as the world, the world fears. Why? Because we have experienced the perfect love of God in our lives. And we know from the Bible that perfect love casts out all fear. Therefore, this peace which comes from faith and perfect love makes us a distinctive people. Yet we're in a war. A war between fear and faith. And so let's kill off any spirit of fear. And that will only lead us to blending in with this world. See, the world around us is in fear and it's looking for vaccine. Peace and hope, that's what the vaccine they're looking for is. And we know the great physician, the one who can cure the fear in your life. And even though we maybe isolate from one another right now, let's find ways to encourage one another in these truths. 
maybe send a message or an email, maybe FaceTime one another and reach those in fear with the message of the gospel of the one who loved us perfectly, whose love casts out all fear. We can all experience the peace of God in the middle of this pandemic. Well, church family and our friends who have maybe joined us today for our online gathering, we are praying much for you. We love you and we trust you'll know this peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, because our hope is not in this world, but in Christ. Father, we ask that you would help us as we think upon uh, these verses of Scripture that we've read. We thank you that peace is a gift and you've given it to us because you are peace. Lord, we thank you for your spirit which dwells in us and restores and continues to establish peace in our lives. Lord, may we know that right now in these most uncertain days. May we know that Jesus is the one who gives peace. Lord, go before us, help us as we go through the rest of this week. Whatever we may face, wherever we may be, whoever we may meet, Lord, may we look to honour and glorify you. May we look to you as we face fear. May we know what it is to be faithful and have faith in you. So go before us now, we pray. Until we meet again like this, in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. God bless, stay safe, and we'll speak soon.